Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. for tuning in and listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly coming to you live from the American Family Insurance Studio inside the avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Telly, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. I am feeling awesome. I'm, I am. I'm glad you are because yes, you got yes. to go out there and get in these streets and drop it like it's hot. Oh, man. I got to August. You say that, but tomorrow <laughs> it'll be May, and then the next day it'll be June, and the next day it'll be July. <laughs> yes. Got to um, make that money. Got to make it. Got to make it. Got We love the kids. So on the Truth Talking text line, which is 833-212-1017, uh, we, we had a text that said, before the break, we were talking about Netflix is being sued by an Egyptian lawyer who is not pleased with the upcoming series on Netflix, which happens to be executive produced by Jada Pinkett Smith for portraying Cleopatra. Mm. Or I should say the lady who is going to play Cleopatra is a black woman. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Because what, maybe 40 years ago, the blockbuster. And back then that was a big deal to generate that type of money. Uh, was played by Elizabeth Taylor. Cleopatra was Elizabeth Taylor, who may she rest in peace as a white woman. So now it's a it's a problem. So more to come on that. I just wanted to bring that to your attention because I know a lot of times when we see a remake, so now we're going from Elizabeth Taylor to an actual black woman. That's that's good. That's what we want. You would think. Because I remember even during the Super Bowl commercial. During the Super Bowl, or excuse me, during the Super Bowl, the commercial portrayed Eve from the Garden of Eden as a white woman. Mm-hmm. Anyway, are y'all ready? Truth Nation, I hope, I wish you could just get out your seat, but some of y'all might be driving. I don't want you to be, <laughs> I don't want you to be unsafe. We have on the truth line. Get ready, y'all. She is here. And I'm going to pass the mic to Telly because, again, I'm so excited that I won't be able to be professional. The one, the only, the living legend, Swin Cash. Good morning, Swin. Hey, good morning. Hey. Swin, you know we had to get the, the, the hype intro for you. How are you doing? I'm good. I love it. I love it. Oh, I need that energy this morning. This this school drop off has been real this morning, so I appreciate y'all. <laughs> See y'all, and she's a great mom. We forgot to mention that. What's wrong with us, Telly? Look, you said every. I'm sure you mentioned it at some point. You said two beautiful kids. You did say. I that. did say two beautiful. Okay, good. All right, all right, Swin. We cannot express how happy and excited we are to have you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for because we not we know you're not only busy with combine, but you're also busy with family. Being great, being sought after. You got a big summit coming up in New Orleans this summer. I'm just going to be quiet and let Telly <laughs> get to the real stuff about who Swin Cash is. First off, Swin, uh, this is Telly here, and I am so excited because I am someone who has followed your career back when you were at UConn, which I had to school Denise on in 2002. Why you got to call me out? No, because, I mean, you can look. 
It's impossible to know all of the things that Swin has accomplished, but in 2002, you led UConn to an undefeated 39-0 season that capped off with one of your two NCAA championships. But before we get into a lot of that, you're a little girl with a basketball and a dream, and you have goals. You're outside of Pittsburgh growing up. Did you ever think you would one day be a Naismith Memorial Hall of Famer? Ah, wow, that's a lot. Um, good morning, and um, just thank you. Uh, listen, I, I, there's a lot of things that I didn't think about um, that would happen, but I knew my grandma was praying over me for a really long time that, baby, you just different. Um, and so I think my my foundation was always set in whatever it is that you can lean into and just be great and give it your all. You may not be the, the best at it, but it's going to take you somewhere. So that's kind of how I've always lived, you know, my life is just kind of leaning into whatever my passion and opportunity was. So two-time NCAA champ, three-time WNBA champion, played 15 professional seasons, and after playing basketball, you went to the booth, and you were working with MSG Network doing some New York Knicks pre- and post-game shows. And, of course, a lot of athletes kind of take that route. But what was different for you? What made you know that talking about the game or being on television wasn't the path that was destined for you? Uh, well, you know, one of the things that's really interesting is, and I don't share it as much or probably probably need to do more of that, is that whenever I played at UConn, um, you think back to uh, those early days you talked about, I was able to see and touch and feel and have conversations with Robin Roberts, who, for me, I looked at Oprah, I looked at her as, as women that were on TV that were black women um, in spaces that, that I loved. And and so having kind of watched Robin throughout my collegiate career, when I charted my path, the day I got drafted in 2002 to the Detroit Shock, um, that's the day I started planning for my post-career. And so as I was playing professionally in the WNBA overseas, I would take breaks in between the Olympics and work for ESPN, work um, at MSG, work, uh, you know, I work for Demeter Networks, Turner, and get that experience and that exposure. So, you know, my pathway was charted once I retired to go into that space because that's what I was planning for. Um, and so to have that opportunity when I when I retired um, was just a blessing. We're joined on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly by none other than Vice President of Basketball Operations and Team Development for the New Orleans Pelicans and Hall of Famer, Naismith Hall of Famer, Swin Cash. And we're talking about her journey from the playing court to where she is now, being an executive. And Swin, what motivated you? You just talked about how Robin really kind of helped shape your career, uh, your post-career, and you were thinking about this the day you got drafted by the Detroit Shock. But you moved on from your television career to an executive role and not just in the WNBA, but in the NBA. And just talk about your journey, not only 
doing something that very few women were able to do before you, but your path to getting there in a male-dominated sport like the NBA? Yeah, so, you know, the, the fun thing about it is is when you talk about the game, you love it, you're passionate about it, so it keeps you connected. And <clears throat> through my opportunities working at Turner, uh, and that's why I always tell people, you never know who you run into, who you connect with, um, so always be open. I ran into my current boss, uh, David Griffin, and we worked together um, at Turner covering the NBA at the time. And um, I hadn't known him long, but obviously he had background in the NBA and also his, his years uh, starting out in the WNBA. So he, as one night when I was leaving, he said to me, he said, you know what, I'm doing some interviews, but if I get one of these jobs, I'm going to give you a call. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, sounds good. Like, good luck. Thanks. Um, and really, you know, I didn't think much back to it until I was actually on set and, uh, you know, it came through the ticker that he had gotten a job with the Pelicans. And I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, as I continued to kind of listen to to that, um, you know, he reached out and when he started building out his team, you know, he, we talked. I came down to New Orleans, had an opportunity to, to sit with him, understand what he was trying to do. He knew there were a lot of things that he, he, he needed to get done. But, you know, he just said to me, he said, you know what, I don't know what it looks like. But I know that I would love for you to join the team. You're probably going to have to wear multiple hats because there's a lot of stuff. We just got to roll up our sleeves, please, and get to it. And so after, you know, we had that conversation, he also hired um, Trajan Langdon as the GM. And it just felt like a good fit. So I went back home, had a conversation with my husband, and I said, well, you know, what are your thoughts about all this? We were comfortable. Denise will tell you, we were comfortable in New York. We had our family. We had support, you know. And he said, you sit on television and talk about all the time what you would do if you were on a team. Well, is there an opportunity to do it? And I looked at him, first of all. You know how Denise, I looked at him like, are you crazy? It was a little <laughs> I can visualize I that like, look right now, Swin. <laughs> right, right. But you love it. And, and that's why I'm here, really, is like the love and the support. Like my husband was like, I'm behind you. If I need to switch up some stuff, like I can be mobile enough like with my job and my businesses. And so – that's the that's the leap of faith that we took, and I'm super excited. I'm, I mean, not super, but I'm excited um, about what we're continuing to build here in New Orleans and the opportunity. Um, and there's ebbs and flow of everything, but to be in the room, to be able to grow, learn, and um, make sure you are helping to, to to build something sustainable is is really important. And uh, go ahead, Denise. Okay, so Swin, you know how I am. So I'm going to go ahead and just and ask the, the questions that I know a lot of black women that are listening to this show. See, Telly, he's a two-time Emmy winning, Emmy award winning journalist. And you an know aspiring play-by-play guy. She's yes. just talking about relationships. So I know Joel right. Myers getting a little up in age. So if you want a black play-by-play guy, I'll let your boy. There ain't a I lot of it. us out there in the, shot, in the NBA. Telly. Oh, of course I shoot am. Shoot your shot. Yeah, before right. you get to your black women questions because <laughs> I can't ask a black woman question. I'm not a black woman. But I am a black man who's a play-by-play <laughs> guy. So and, and a lot of those in the NBA switch. So holla back. All right, Denise, I'm mad at you. All right. So before I ask Swin Cash this question, I need for everybody to understand this. Swin Cash is one of the highest ranking executives, not just in the WNBA, in the NBA, y'all. She is one of the highest ranking, and what I meant to say, not just the WNBA, because she is an executive for the New Orleans Pelicans in sports period. Professional sports, Swin Cash is a trailblazing executive. And what I mean by that is that for many of you, 
that have heard of Swin, what you see doesn't even accurately depict her kindness, her dedication to supporting any and everybody, in particular black women, black people. She, her trajectory, it, it's not even, it's just incredible. So, Swin, there's a lot going on. Thank you. Uh, of course. Uh-huh. We're so glad to have you here. There's so much going on in terms of black women's portrayal and image in sports, whether it's the NCAA, whether it's the WNBA. And now, you know, the NBA, are they're hiring black women. What are some of the things that you're witnessing that makes you really, really smile? And what are some of the opportunities that you see where you're like, we still have work to do based on what we've seen over the recent months regarding black women, black women's imaging and how we're portrayed when it comes to sports and in the front office. Yeah. So I will say one of the things that I'm really happy about that I'm seeing is, is more companies, organizations realizing that we, we don't understand it. We, we, we need to, to bring in people. We need to be in these DEI spaces and give people um, the ability to do the work, be the, give people the ability to, to help foster a better work environment for black women. And um, a lot of that is truly just understanding, like, there's not these huge shifts that need to be made, but there are within these spaces uh, concerns because a lot of times when you come in, you could have the skill set to do a number of things. You could come in and, you know, we come in, Denise, and we have the ability to, and you know, you have to juggle two balls. We can juggle four and you can be like, whoa, how do you do that? <laughs> right. Um, but the issue is, is that we're a lot of times how we show up is more, um, what people focus on than anything else. And and that to me does a disservice to the work that we could do, that organizations can do to not only support black women, but to, to support the learning that needs to be done with other um, gender race um, people within your workplace. And that is something that I, I'm happy to say that I do see more movement on that front that people are trying to bring in um, more people to help with their workforce. The other part of it that I see is that black women are just tired and unapologetic about having to try to foster this narrative about who we are coming to work. Um, the different tropes of we're angry, we're this, we're that, like it's so tired, it's so old, like you need some new ones. Um, and so for me, I love the fact that people are showing up. Um, they're using their voices to say, look, this is how I feel. I would like to get to this place. How do we get there? Advocating for themselves is very, very important. And having allies and having people who are advocating for you as well. Um, it's no longer a point where just, you know, coworkers or uh, people in leadership can remain silent. You cannot do that when you're trying to, as I like to say, the best rooms for to, to get work done is diversity of thought. And the only way you get diversity of thought is to have the diversity in the room. And that's what I'm uh, really happy to see, that there are some strides being made there. But there's this there's huge juggernaut called the media, and they are going to control narratives again and again and again. But when you have these, these new platforms, whether it is social media, whether it is podcasts, whether it is 
um, talk shows, um, whether it is your radio shows, when you have opportunity to align and have black women tell their truth and to speak and have these platforms, that's where the real change is starting to, I, I think the real shift is starting to, to change a little bit for me. Truth be told, with DT and Telly being joined by none other than Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Famer and Vice President of Basketball Operations and Team Development for the New Orleans Pelicans, Swin Cash and Swin, we really appreciate you taking the time telling us your journey. And I just want to piggyback off of what you just said, because you have been using your platform to advocate for black women and black people for a long time now. Many may not remember in 2016, you were fined $500 for wearing a warm-up shirt that had hashtag Black Lives Matter and hashtag Dallas Five. And so you knew even then the platform you had. And what made you and your teammates exercise your rights and using that platform to do that even back then? Yeah, um, I always say that you know, there are always women that, that came before us, and I give a lot of credit to kind of my mom and my aunts and, and uncles and family that um, raised me in a way where I had a clear picture of what this, you know, world and our society was and what I was coming into. Unfortunately, we always um, hear about the talk and, you know, getting that at a very young age, being brought up in a way to be unapologetic about who God created me to be. Um, I, I've always just had this thing of, of, of leadership to me is being able to, to understand um, the people that are around you and where you are um, at that point in time in society and opportunities um, to use your platform. And I think back then, when you think about our stance, what was so crazy to me is that um you know, Black Lives Matter, just the the whole meaning of it, getting hijacked and what it meant to black people was very difficult. But to have a warm up shirt that also had Dallas five. And if you, you know, people go back and your audience looks at what happened. It was yes, dealing with an incident um, of also supporting, you know, the police and the situation that happened in, in Dallas. But people couldn't separate the two. So that's when I, I knew just personally, like we were just in a very, very difficult time as a society, especially for, for black people. But the reason why we did it um, is because you, you look at the WNBA and the makeup of the WNBA. Women for so long have gone through the suppression in a lot of different ways. We understand what it means to to be marginalized. <laughs> and so whenever you have a platform where you tell the media, look, we're not going to talk about sports today. I know you want to talk about the game, but here's what's important to us. And when you have a collective and you have strength in numbers, that's the way that the movement's supposed to happen. But then you go from that point of the protest um, to what's after that. And I think the work that has continued to be done after that, even to this day with the WNBPA, and the WNBA is so significant. I think you look at what happened to getting um, uh, um, the congressman, uh, Mr. Warmack, um, getting him elected in, in Atlanta. 
that was directly a push from WNBA players using their platform in the bubble. So you see um, kind Love of Love it. Wow, I did not know that, Swin. Yeah. Had no idea. That's yeah. so dope. Yeah. Because that owner down there was on, on one, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'll there's a lot of this history within the W on that for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. We're joined by Swin Cash, Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Famer and Vice President of Basketball Ops for the New Orleans Pelicans. And Swin has been sharing her journey about from the playing court to her executive role and the challenges that have come with that. And Swin, we really appreciate you sharing your story and I know Denise has has got one more for you, but I I know that you have answered everything and you are even more intriguing after talking to you than what you were before talking to you. Swin is, I I love me some Swin and she's just who I consider a sister. And the more that I'm growing and evolving, the more that I, I get why Swin is who she is. Speaking of which Swin, no pun intended, but do, do you have time? Do you have time? You have a few more minutes that, that you can share? Uh, 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 <laughs> Swin says she got time. Now listen. I got time today. Because so, she is busy. She's making the time, actually. She's not, she's not giving us. She's making the time. Swin Cash, one of the highest ranking executives in the NBA, is making the time to hold a summit in New Orleans. And this begins... June 28th, correct? Yes, correct. June 28th through July 1st in New Orleans. And the summit is called She's Got Time. One of the things I love about this summit is that Swin, with her brand and her platform, has curated a single event with the top women, all races, all ethnicities, all walks of life that are killing the game in professional sports as well as collegiate sports under one roof to pour into women regarding, and I, and I personally, Swin, I don't like the word empowerment because it oftentimes feels like I got to seek power from somebody else, but we'll talk about that when I'm in New Orleans. <laughs> but Swin, when you woke up, when you woke up that morning and you said, I've got to create a summit. I've got to create a platform where people have exposure to traditional audiences that don't see these types of leaders, i.e. women of color, white, i.e. women of color in sports. Can you walk us through like what prompted you to think about that? What was your vision and what do you want people to gain or experience during the She's Got Time Women in Sports Summit in New Orleans beginning June 28th? Yeah, so I'm super excited about um, this summit and the, I would like to say the, uh, how She's Got Time really came about was last year. You all talked about going into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, as I was writing my speech for that, and if you get an opportunity, your audience to go back and listen to that speech, it'll kind of, you'll understand even more about She's Got Time. Uh, but as I was going through that journey and reflecting on like my career, it was, it felt like a chapter that was closing and I wanted to know what was next. What were you going to use, you know, your platform 
for? What were you going to to make kind of the legacy of 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 pulling in other women? And Denise, I can tell you right now, ever since I took this job with the Pelicans, I've gone into numerous arenas. And when I'm in an arena, there's been executives, there've been other women, men that have come up and said, you know, how can I find another you? Like, and I'm like, I'm not a unicorn. I'm not. But the realization came to my mind is that. A lot of times there are spaces where women who are doing the work or who want opportunities don't have a place to convene or feel like the, the, the net is cast wide enough. And for me, I wanted to lead with multiculture in regards to black women feeling like this is a safe space under She's Got Time. There are a number of organizations out there that are doing great work. Uh, WISE and Women in Sports, there's a diff- number of different ones that are doing great work. But for me, I wanted to curate something. And the word that we use, and we, we are going to be intentional about, Denise, and you know this because language is important, is our intergenerational connectivity. We have OGs of the game that have all this knowledge, and we have young women um, that are coming out that want an opportunity but don't know what it looks like. And so for me, um, you know, She's Got Time Summit is not just a summit that's going to be here in New Orleans. It's going to kick off. It leads right into Essence Weekend. So if y'all want to come on down, grab your tickets, go to She's Got Time.com, learn more about it. But um, we're also going to have an opportunity for women to, to gain membership and to see the work that we're doing in these spaces. And this company is going to keep thriving. It's bigger than Swingcast, but it, it started with me because I feel like this is a space that we have to to lean into. And as I continue my work as an executive and growing the NBA, I want to make sure that I'm bringing my sisterhood, my women with me, um, and they can help and expand. So there will be mentorship. There's opportunities for in real life experience. There's also opportunity for our digital footprint. So this is this is this is going to continue to grow, but people can go to She's Got Time and learn more about it. And it just really started from my passion of what's next after going into the Naismith Hall of Fame. And I'm so excited about the support that I've gotten from uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, and obviously Miss Gail Benson is also going to be there. Um, a number of executives from the NBA, NFL, NHL, I mean, across all, all different walks of life, like you said, Denise, this is a time for us to convene, to create an ecosystem that we're all proud of. Swin, who would not support you? I can't think of one person on earth that would say <laughs> no to Swin Cash. And as she mentioned, Aww. please visit she's got time.com. This will be a kickoff to a series of summits. And again, as Swin had mentioned, this is where if you want to be something great you have to surround yourself with greatness so please make sure that you visit the website and as Swin had mentioned this is going to segue into Essence Festival but the summit is June 28th through June 30th at the Hyatt Regency in New Orleans Louisiana you can visit the website right now you can register I am so honored and humbled I'll be representing Milwaukee I will be one of the speakers during the summit and I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm trying to think of some ways that maybe I can incentivize, incentivize people from Milwaukee to attend. Let me think about that a little bit more. Maybe it's a can ticket giveaway. Of course. Uh, I thought it was uh, just a women's you, well, you gonna no. be my You're going to be my assistant. Okay, there it is. They need to see, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Swin, Swin Cash. See, y'all say Naismith. I'm just like Hall of Famer. UN, NCAA, But UConn. there's different Hall of Fame. She's in oh. like four or five of She's them, in four, Denise. I, yeah, that's why you got to be <laughs> specific. Then not to give you the mic for the reason. Uh, yeah. See, then not give you the mic for the reason. <laughs> Swin, we cannot thank you accurately with just the English language of how much we appreciate you being here on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. 
thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for everything that you're doing now and will continue to do as someone who, again, I consider a sister, a mentor, an idol, and just an overall dope human being. Swin Cash, we love you. We're going to see you in New Orleans June 28th through June 30th in New Orleans at She's Got Time Summit. Thanks again. Let's give it up for Swin Love Cash. y'all. Love y'all. <laughs> Thank you so much, Swin. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Y'all come on down to the second line. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Love you, too. We <laughs> definitely will. Swigcast, y'all, here on The Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We don't, this is what we do, Telly. This is what yeah, we do. We, yeah. we are bringing y'all top tier. That was dope. Wasn't that dope? That was dope. And she's in the midst of combine. Yeah. Look, more to come. I don't even know. Like, we could probably just drop the mic right now, walk off the studio, let Ben just do the rest. Because we, we we killed it. We got Swing Cash. We got other great black leaders coming to y'all on The Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the new 1017 The Truth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth with Sherwin Hughes for his financial empowerment interview with Northwestern Mutual. Why you sound so bad, Telly? Why you read it with such emotion? You like Tony? Nah. On Friday, April 28th, Sherwin will be joined by Northwestern Mutual financial advisors Erica Wright and J.B. Bell, where they will discuss easy steps you can take to strengthen your finances. If you have any financial questions, be sure to call in at 833-212-1017 for free advice on Friday, April 28th at 11 a.m. on The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. So before the break, we had Swin Cash. I'm still like just walking on cloud nine. I was taking (laughs) notes because, you know, two-time Emmy Award winning Telly Hughes conducted the interview with Swin Cash and... Threw a question in there. Don't I'm, put it all I'm on me. I'm telling you, I was literally taking notes. <laughs> like you're, you're a G. I appreciate that. So is that. he. I'm sorry. I'm distracted. Let yeah, me touch. She's Let me very, t- will you take that down? <laughs> Let me put my business out there, Telly. <laughs> but people can see your business, by the way. I think no, you'd be forgetting. They, can, they can't. They can see me, but they can't see what's on the screen. Can they? See, Ben said no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that for show and tell. See, there Not, it is. Like, just go with the flow. Now you're giving me all the this hard grief. The listeners don't need to know what we're talking about. Just okay. bring that in for show and tell. Gotcha, all right. Gotcha. You are listening to Truth Be Told <laughs> with DT and Telly on the new 1017 The Truth. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Before we we got a quick segment before we go to our next break, and we'll wrap this up when we come back. But let's go ahead and talk about it because I know my mama is distraught. I need to check on her. As of yesterday. <laughs> And he says, unbeknownst to him, Don Lemon, long time, like 17 year news anchor for CNN, was given the pink slip. He Peace knew. Out. You think he did? He said he didn't know. He knew. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he, he said, just I didn't think no- they were going to finally do it. 
But you, he knew it was coming. Is that he what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. We'll talk more about it after. All right. You're listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. When we come back, we'll talk more about Don Lemon and what's his name? Tucker Carlson? Tucker Carlson. Now, I wasn't mad about that. All right. You're listening to the Truth <laughs> Be Told. We'll be back. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. That and I did Maybach. That was all me. That was all you. You know I'm lying. And you did the stuttering too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, whatever you can do to use your voice, hey, right. <laughs> do it. All right. So if you have not already heard, that's why we're here in Truth Be Told, but we're going to give you our perspective on this. Yesterday, Don Lemon was fired from CNN and Tucker Carlson. And you know what? Actually, let me just, this is interesting. I just noticed this. I was about to say this out loud. Mm-hmm. With Tucker Carlson, who is a white male journalist, formerly as of yesterday with Fox News, if you look at the headlines, it says, Tucker Carlson has parted ways with Fox News. But when you look at Don Lemon, the headlines are, Don Lemon was fired. It's always that way, Denise. Man. It's always. You look at NFL <laughs> coaches, like in sports, when a coach uh, or a black coach is fired, he's fired. When a white coach is fired, they part Resigned, ways. Resigned. They part, mutually yeah. agreed mm. that it was time to go their separate ways. Why? Because he was one and eleven last year. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, we don't we don't know. I don't I don't think we know. I don't think the public has been privy to the exact circumstances of yeah. their quote unquote exits. I'm sure as the days continue, more and more is going to come out because CNN, it was so funny, they covered it. <laughs> it was like awkward. <laughs> and they had like two of their reporters and I was like, ooh, let me get my tea and watch this. And they were like, they read the statement from the, I guess, manager or one of the leaders and said that he will always be a lifetime CNN member of the family, blah, blah, blah. Don Lemon was like, ah! He just don't work there no more. Don Lemon was like, I don't know nothing about none of this. I showed up ready to do my show, and they fired me. I Here's yeah. the thing. Don Lemon, God bless him. And I know it's hard being a journalist. It, it's hard. And I'm not saying, because I don't have a formal certified degree in journalism, but I do speak for a living. And I am on this show in the in the form of a broadcasting journalist. It's not easy because you you want to say things but you can't. And I'm this is my point talking about Don. You also have to as a responsible journalist clarify whether or not this is an opinion or whether this is facts. These are facts that I'm presenting. Don Lemon was starting to not starting. I was about to say starting. <laughs> he he kind of was getting away from that where it was just like, this is the Don Lemon show. And what I'm saying is facts. I don't care if I hurt your feelings. Yeah. I will cut you off. I will laugh at you in your face. I will insult you. And that to me is not yeah. effective journalism. Now, as a professional journalist mm-hmm. who went to school for journalism, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? My thoughts, first off, he knew this was coming. Like, you don't know... 
especially after 17 years, you just show up one day and all of a sudden they decided to fire me. Okay. First off, I think because Don used to tote that line, well, he used to cross that line way more than he should have. Actually, he was an habitual line crosser. And he didn't think that CNN would fire him. And he used to always, in my opinion, use his sexual orientation to his benefit. Meaning, if you say anything about him, he would say, oh, are you just saying that because I'm gay? Or you're saying not because this, he's black, but because uh, he's because gay? I'm a black and I'm a ah, black gay okay. man, like both. Gotcha. And so he felt like he was always protected where he could say what he wanted to say and pose it as fact. Like you said, he became more of yeah. a, a Howard Stern, like a shock jock TV guy. And it did get away from journalism. And then if you wanted to say something back against him. He took it as an attack, but it was okay for him to say whatever. And see, that's where I started to lose yeah, you can't my do interest that. in yeah. his type of journalism. You now, can't do that. The thing with Tucker Carlson, his type, his type of journalism, which is pretty, pretty typical of Fox News, mainstream, national level, not like local Fox News. He was one of those people that would ask those rhetorical questions like he didn't know, like, and set set people up. If, if you have not seen the interview oh, with yeah. Kanye West and Tucker Carlson, first of all, I was like, Kanye, please hire me. Why are you even on this show? Why are you even yeah. talking to him? But Tucker Carlson, he's that kind of journalist. He'll be like, so you're black. You're a man. Why do black lives really matter? I mean, he'd be that kind yeah, of like antagonizing, yeah. instigating rhetorical question asking trying to you know just provoke people type journalists and i just never regarded him or took him seriously and you just mentioned the titles the headlines for each journalist and there is so much in words because when you say parted ways you know what that tells me fat severance oh yeah that's what that means to me oh yeah when you say fired that sounds to me, they only trying to give me about a couple of months severance, and I need to go get an attorney to get this thing right. Well, I was just going to say, I don't know if there if there was a non-compete agreement, if there, you know, was, you know, where you can, he can go. Because he, let's be clear, Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson will work again. Matter and, of fact, and, they'll probably make even more money than and, they did and, before. And they'll be straight in the interim oh, as absolutely. well. Because they were making a lot of money to do these shows. And even in the non-compete, this, that, the other, that's not the worst thing ever because you're still getting paid the duration of your contract. So you're not working, and they're paying you to not go across the street. So, But at the end of the day, you're still getting paid. And what I'm thinking is, with both situations, A, Don Lemon saw it coming. You can only poke the bear so many times. And with Tucker Carlson, he may not have seen it coming, but somebody had to get a slap on the wrist after – Fox was paid, ordered to pay $787.5 million to the Dominion voting machine people. So, and who was one of the main people that was the main voice of this whole propaganda? It was Fox News led by Tucker Carlson Mm -hmm. and these lies. And he's making millions to tell these lies 
So somebody had to get fired. You just can't give up $787 million and say, all right, everything's cool. We just had that stored away. Oh, yeah. It's like somebody to... has to take a fall. And I think it's pretty coincidental. Some people are like, no, it's separate. But I'm like, mm, as the conspiracy theorist in me, I'm like, for both of those individuals to be fired on the same day or let go. Now, Don Lemon, one of the things that was part of his push has been accused of making offensive comments about women more than one time on the air in front of women, guests about women and Tucker Carlson regularly spouted anti-immigrant and anti anti LGBTQ rhetoric and was implicated. So there's a lot of things again that I think hopefully Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson will reflect on. And then probably based on the society that we live in now, They'll probably go on and be be even more. They may team up. Exactly. Truth be told with DT and Telly on the new 1017 FM, The Truth. We will be back. Truth be told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. And now I'm here, and you're sitting there cold stairs, wishing was here when back then I'd be right there, but I had to leave the myself there because you never could have. You are listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the new 1017 FM, the truth. I like being on FM versus AM. No offense. It just sounds, you know me. You know me. I'm like, is it AM or FM? Yeah, because when you tell people out in the public, you be like, hey, I'm on AM. AM, right? They still got that. (laughs) And this is sound quality. All right. If you are just tuning in, we have already had such an extraordinary show today. We had Swin Cash, the Swin Cash, WNBA Hall of Famer, gold medalist, Olympic oh, gold just medalist. NBA Hall of Famer. NBA, stop, stop saying stop, WNBA. Just say NBA. Just, yeah. Okay. No, no, it's NBA. just Naismith. Like, there's just one Hall of Fame. Okay. It's not divided up. Yeah. Naismith. Yeah, just Naismith it's Hall just, of Famer. It's just Hall of Famer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Basketball Hall of Famer. Teach me a wise one yeah, because I don't pretend it's, to it's, know. It's, it's, not, it's not a gender thing. Like, it's she is you just in, an, yeah. You're in it. If you a Hall of Fame Got basketball it. player, that's where you end up. And you have to, if you haven't already, go to YouTube and just search Swin Cash's Hall of Fame acceptance speech. Yes. It is one of the most inspiring informative, influential acceptance speeches I have ever heard in my life. And it tells a lot about not only who Swin is as far as her professional trajectory, but just the kind of human being as a mother, a wife, a daughter, a friend, yeah. a catalyst, a conduit. So, just all a that. Hall of Fame person. It's just not a Hall just, of Fame person. Yeah, it's not just a basketball Hall of Famer. She is a Hall of Fame person. I am so glad we had a chance to talk to her and she could share her path to where and how she got to where she is now. And I really hope that as, uh, as many young, younger people, not just females, but younger people in general, just draw, hopefully you're able to draw some inspiration from what Swin was talking about. And if you missed any of the interview, you can always download the truth app, on Spotify, beep, beep, tune beep, in, beep. Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, 
Go back, listen to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. You can listen to the entire interview and all of our shows that you may have missed, but you definitely want to go back and listen to the Swin Cash interview if you didn't that, get a chance to, when to we listen. We're going to have that ready, Ben. What time? What time can they go back on the app and hit it's, play? It's ready right now. It's hey. on there right now. It's on there, there right is. now. Listen, y'all, we so appreciate you listening to our show. Again, as always, we appreciate your support. Tomorrow... When we come back, we're going to be talking about who Ralph Yarl is. We've we've heard a lot about him being a shooting victim, but he is a highly intelligent young black man. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about uh, how the GOP strategy for 2024 election is trying to make it hard for college students to vote, in addition to other newsworthy topics. This is DT and Telly on Truth Be Told. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same channel. This is 1017 The Truth, Dr. Ken Harris, and the time is now Milwaukee. For the last three decades, I've watched this city grow and change to a place where I'm proud to have raised my children here. Through all the greatness, I've seen us suffer as well. I'll share a perspective few can, real, authentic, and well-informed. Listen to Truth in the Afternoon with me, Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. on the new 1017 The Truth, Milwaukee Black Talk. Truth Nation, spring has sprung and we're doing some spring cleaning. We've already cleaned up our lineup with brand new shows, but now it's time to clean up our Instagram. We've created a brand new Instagram page that we would love for you all to follow to stay updated on all things truth. We'll be posting exclusive content, behind the scenes footage of our team, along with different things going on in the community that you should know about. We're taking out the old and bringing in the new for a fresh start and we want to bring you with us to this new beginning. So follow us on the gram at 101.7 Seven the truth today.